You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Welcome in to Take Command. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. And today we're on to the coaches. Logan, Adam Peters introduced on Tuesday. Uh, very nonspecific in his press conference about pretty much everything, which makes sense because I think one of the compliments that we've given him, uh, you were certainly someone who said this prominently last week upon hiring. Uh, I thought uh, our pal Zach Selby did a great job talking to John Lynch over the weekend. Mm. Uh, we had Zach on the show yesterday to talk about that conversation on the radio, but John Lynch talked about this and many others have as well. Um, he does a really good job, does Adam Peters, of making sure that the head coach sets the vision of what the football team is going to be and thus it is really hard to evaluate what you have and where you're going uh and do anything really but focus on that head coach hire so that's what we're going to do today uh multiple head coaches interviewing virtually this week uh the in-person interviews can start next week and so we're going to focus on three guys today two especially because logan you have personal experience with Dan Quinn and Raheem Morris. <laughs> I do, yeah. It'll be fun to talk about those guys. And, I mean, this is a really exciting time, obviously, for the commander because I think, like, as much as the GM hire was was a huge deal and it's and it's really, like, the deal at the moment, I think it's the direction this franchise is going to go is totally tied with, with the head coach, like you were saying. I think what Scott Pioli said uh, on your show uh, last week I thought was really – really insightful it's like you know the gm has to understand that it's the coach's team and it's the coach's direction and then the, that, that that they have to work together to accomplish that and i think when you look at san france specifically they've just done a great job as providing a roadmap of how the front office and the head coach can work hand in hand to to accomplish that that goal of creating a good culture and creating a winning a winning culture as well so yeah no doubt about it i mean it, it, as pioli said it doesn't really matter who's given the power in terms of who's in charge because it's going to take the head coach's shape. And so right. understanding that you don't have a shape until you have a head coach is something that's actually ref- like some people are mad that he didn't have specifics. He's like, how is this guy going to fix it? He doesn't know what, what he wants to do. And it's like, yeah, he does. He wants to hire a head coach. Right. So uh, with that, let's get into it. Um, and the other guy that we're going to talk about today, too, uh, on top of Dan Quinn and Raheem Morris and uh, Ben Johnson is going to interview Friday. But I want to talk about Mike McDonald as well, the mm. Ravens defensive coordinator. We got a great question on YouTube, uh, one of the the 
our videos got a comment on it. Uh, the clips that I post on my page at Craig Hoffman saying, Hey Craig, can you have Logan do a breakdown of Mike McDonald? Because mm. he's been the only guy that really has had a ton of success. It seems like versus the Shanahan offensive tree, mm. uh, coaches. So whether it's what he did to, you know, Ben Johnson's not directly off the tree, but as we talked about very similar stylistically and schematically, whether it's what he did to Miami and, and Mike McDaniel, uh, at the end of the season, uh, I mean, even the 49ers, the one team that's yeah. made the 49ers look human uh, this year and, and not very good at football is the Baltimore Ravens. So how did Mike McDonald do it? So we got your old head coach in DQ. We got your old, mm-hmm. uh, you know, guy he in the building. He was the game coordinator in Atlanta. And also he was here as the DB's coach for a while. So yeah. yeah. So you got Raheem twice and on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then you got Mike McDonald. Which one do you want to start with? Well, I don't know. It's, uh, it's kind of up to you. I, I think Mike McDonald, because I just watched the film, we can kind of get into that right yeah. away. <clears throat> and I think so so I think I would kind of classify him a little bit like in the same vein as like Ben Johnson. I think he's doing a lot of really good stuff, but I think it's also important to remember and I'm kind of saying this as a caveat before we get into like the nuts and bolts of what the defense is doing is they've got a really talented group of playmakers that they're dealing with. And I think that's so important for people to understand. It's like yes, he's got a very decisive and very kind of innovative defensive vision, but also he's got ball players man he's got good pass rushers he's got guys bought into the scheme and i think he deserves a little bit of credit for that the 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 middle level of that defense the linebackers are playing better uh queen is playing the best football of his career right roquan smith is having a resurgence after kind of being after languishing in chicago for a while they went out and signed some big free agents in the secondary at safety specifically those guys are playing really good football so i think that's important to note just like ben johnson right ben johnson's got a plethora of playmakers they've got a really good offensive line it enhances what they're doing and same thing with kyle like kyle in san francisco like that offense when you look at the playmakers and the offensive line offensive line not so much but the playmaker specifically it's dynamic and so um i think that's important just to understand about this group because when you look at them when you look at baltimore and what they're doing defensively, it's not like you're going to see something crazy. It's not like you're seeing Brian Flores where they're doing something that's totally out of pocket. It's, you know, where they're either bringing eight rushers or dropping eight. Like there's just that that crazy kind of super innovative, super risky approach. That's not what they're doing, right? They, they, they run cover one. They run cover three. They run cover six. They get to it different ways in terms of disguising the structure which is helpful, right? And you have to have playmakers that have different skill sets, like specifically Kyle Hamilton, when you watch that San Francisco game, he gets that first pick, they're rolling a cover three, right? And it looks starts in a two look, and instead of having the corner drop out and be that thirds player, which would normally be the corner, right? It's Kyle Hamilton buzzing over there with vision of the quarterback, and he makes a great play on the ball. And it's just enough of a difference there to kind of put you in a tough spot. And then on third down, they do some stuff very similar to kind of what Wink does, not with the same volume, but they're looking to create overloads and protection. They're looking to get you to send protection certain ways and bring overloads the other side. I love what they do with their personnel in terms of defensive line because they kind of bounce between a four-down structure. They bounce between an odd structure. And I think all that stuff is really dynamic. But again, it's nothing that's like – it's nothing that you wouldn't see – you know, from good defensive coordinators, you know, it's nothing like that. It's like, they're good at disguising coverages. They're good at kind of bringing overloads in terms of pressure. They're good at using their personnel. And I think those three things to me show what kind of coach he is and show that he's a really bright dude. Cause not only are they doing stuff that they're doing complicated stuff and making it look easy. And I think there's, that speaks to his coaching voice. If that makes yeah. sense. 
I, that makes me feel better about him as a head coach candidate than if you were like, man, this guy schemes it up because yeah. the co- like coordinator is where you scheme it up. That's the guy I want as a coordinator. And and like obviously these guys that become head coaches or head coach candidates are tremendous coordinators, uh, even if they are you know more simplistic than maybe people would think because their their results are so much better than everyone else. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But yeah. like, do you understand personnel? That is yeah. ultimately the job of a head coach, I think. And I, I'm thinking about this, obviously, uh, in the aftermath here of, of Ron talking to John Kime and, you know, some of the comments that he's made on the way out and some of the things that we've talked about on this podcast with this team the last couple of years is like, okay, you have this idea over here and this personnel here, and these two things do not seem to mesh. So the fact that Mike McDonald looks at his personnel and is like, I know what to do with these guys. That speaks very well to like a vision of a team Mm -hmm. and working with a guy like Adam Peters to be like, hey, Adam, this is what I need. And then Peters can go get get those players exactly like he's done with Kyle out in San Francisco and, and, you know, Denver, the same thing and, and on down the list. So I think, I think those things, I think those things speak well to, to a head coach and translate well. No, I think that's right. And it's not like he's not smart. Like you can tell he's just really bright dude. He's again, those overloads, the way he presents those things, um, you know, how, how you can tell he's studied how they target their protections. You can tell he understands who they're trying to get the ball to, like just how they, how they focused on Christian McCaffrey in that matchup. Like he's obviously a bright dude, right? There's no no doubt about it. I don't want to diminish that part of it. But yeah. I do think like you like you're saying, it's the understanding of personnel, how to maximize personnel. And again, like putting guys in different spots. Like I just look at um, you know, some of the stuff they've done where they've got like uh their 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 nose guard who's number ninety eight, I forget his name at the moment, Williams, I think is his last name, but he's lined up at defensive end. And they've got kind of three guys you'd think of as nose guards in there with Jadavian Clowney, and he's rushing a tackle. And the tackle loses the rep because he's not used to, to blocking that type of body type, right? And that's something simple, right? But but it does give you some flexibility. It makes it hard for the offense to identify, you know, like who's who's down, who like who are the bigs in the protection, how are we targeting this run, the spacing's a little bit different than what we were expecting. All that stuff's really valuable. But I think to your point, it's I have this personnel it's very talented. I'm going to coach them up at a high level because, you know, they don't give up a lot of coverage busts. They're pretty dialed in. Do they give up plays? Absolutely. It's defense, right? The, like offense is the, is the pace setter in the NFL at the moment. But I think that that is really the, the magic of what he's doing. It's like they're really well coached. They're very disciplined. He's, he's, he's empowered them, I would say, to make plays, you know, which is something that I think is very challenging to do and kind of saying, hey, this is a time. And again, it's him and his position coaches also, so it's not just him. But I do think there is, um, like to, to your point, like it's the stuff that he's doing with maximizing personnel in addition to the football kind of smarts that he shows that I think make him kind of an interesting candidate. More interesting than uh, before I started watching film with the Baltimore Ravens, for example. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, it sounds like a guy who doesn't lose the forest through the trees. And that is, to me, essential as a head coach. And then can you lead in a way that reflects that, right? Like, mm-hmm. can you, are you willing to go to your coordinators or your position coaches and be like, hey, we're uh, we're getting a little too caught up in, in X. Don't yeah. lose track of Y. Like, when you say, 
they didn't let Christian McCaffrey, like the way they focused on Christian McCaffrey against San Francisco, I'm like, hire that guy. Because yeah. why can't everyone else figure that out? Like, right. you know, and it's it's obviously like the best players are going to beat you. And so we say, oh, we don't want we don't want Michael Jordan to beat us. It's like, well, good luck. He's Michael Jordan. Yeah. Right. And, but you try your damnness and like you you focus to make his life difficult and whatever. And, you know, in football, if they have a Christian McCaffrey type piece that is essential to what an offense is doing in their identity, how do you shut that down? How do you make sure that the piece that they want to use, this is what happened to the Chiefs this year, right? Until like Rashi Rice is now emerged as a real threat on the outside. But eventually teams are just like, they got Kelsey and they got Mahomes making it up and praying. And yeah. I mean, half, half of his prayers goes unanswered because his receivers can't really catch that well. Yeah. Um, their, their receivers are bad at the receiving. So teams focused in on Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs, Offense has sputtered along all year, and now we'll yeah. see if they found it here in the playoffs or whether that was just playing a, a banged up Miami team in the cold. Mm. But th th that that's kind of to me the big thing is like, do you have clarity on your vision? Do you have clarity in your vision on how to build a team? And do you have clarity week in and week out on what's really important and what's not? And when you, when you watch the tape and you come away with those takeaways, to me that's that checks that box in a major way for Mike McDonald. Um, obviously. There is just a reality of hiring a defensive head coach that says we're going to have to replace our OC if he's really good because he's going to yeah. get a job somewhere else. My question would then be like, do you have uh, kind of a, a stable of backups ready to go? Do you have the network to, to make up for that? Like, I think if Bobby Slowick leaves Houston, D'Amico Ryans will have someone ready to go yeah. from somewhere else in Kyle's tree. They keep the continuity. And I, I would wonder about that with McDonald, but that definitely is not a disqualifying thing. And if that's the biggest, you know, red flag you can come up with, the biggest con on the pros cons list, um, that's actually speaks very well of, can his, of his candidacy. Yeah. And I think I, I, do, I do think it's a it's a it's a significant thing to talk about, though, you know, because he is a young guy. Right. I think right. that's, you know, it's, it's a pro and a con. And like when you're a young guy, you don't have this kind of network that some of these other coaches have. And you mentioned the Kyle Shanahan tree, uh, the, uh, really the Mike Shanahan tree and all the guys that have come off of that. And I think when you look at that and you say, well, one of the benefits of that situation is that they know a lot of people and they have this intimate understanding of saying, oh, this guy is leaving, but I, I like, you know, Mike McDaniel in Miami has recommended this guy. I could be my, I trust, trust Mike's opinion on this guy. Let me get him in here. And that happens all the time. You know, that happens all the time. And so that, that'd be one thing I'd be a little bit concerned about is like how diverse is his tree? Obviously it's very Harbaugh centric and there are a lot of guys from that tree that have been around and been very successful. So maybe you feel good about that, but I think that's something um, that needs to be considered. And also like, I think he's a smart guy, obviously, but he's also got some really talented position coaches. I mean, Anthony Weaver is the D-line coach, and he's up for a head coaching job, right? And I don't think that's an accident. I think he's 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 got that group playing really, really good football up front. And so, you know, obviously you've done a good job of surrounding yourself with good people, but some of those pieces were already in place. So um, that would be something else I'd consider is like, you know, how diverse is his tree? How much is he responsible for the success there? Obviously, quite a bit. He's a defensive coordinator, but I'm sure he's got tremendous position coaches that know how to maximize those guys and get his meshes across. And those guys aren't leaving Baltimore, a lot of them. You know, they're going to stick around. And and can can you find that same type of staff here? So it's one of the one of the challenges of having a, a young candidate, you know, is that you got to make sure that you have a diverse kind of um, diverse portfolio of people that you can refer to. And I, does he have it? That's a question for the interview process, no doubt. For sure. Uh, and just to, to flush that out, 
Baltimore is the only place he's ever been in the NFL. Yeah. Um, he was a high school coach coming out of college. He went to University of Georgia, was there for a couple of years, and then got an internship with the Ravens back in 2014 uh, as a 27-year-old. So he was at, at Cedar Shoals High School uh, coaching linebackers and running backs. Oh, yeah. Uh, when he was a 21-year-old graduate of wherever the hell he went to college, uh, then went to University of Georgia, worked his way up there, intern at 27 in 2014 uh, with the Ravens, and then worked his way up up all the way to being the DC um, who his only the place he left was uh, the one year he was the DC for Jim at Michigan mm -hmm. and John hired him back to the Ravens as, as the DC when they moved on from wink and look I mean <laughs> the two years are incredible um, yeah. you know they were they were 12th last year uh, or sorry ninth in yards last year third in points they're sixth and first this year mm -hmm. so the the, the the results are fantastic, but when you talk about that network and and kind of what do you do? What do you do offensively? You have the number two pick. You know, you probably need a, a quarterback. Like, what kind of vision does he have? Like, this yeah. the interview process is going to ultimately be very important. The tape, it, the tape is great uh, it, to use the kind of the 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 way we phrase yes, it for right. players, right? The tape evaluation is fantastic. How's the scouting process going to go? And there's yeah. a lot of questions to be answered that we we frankly don't have the answers to. Yeah, and I also think it's important to note, like with defense um, specifically, like they've been able to rely heavily on Lamar Jackson and that offense quite a bit, you know, to, yep. to score points and put them in positive game flows. And and I think that's something that can't be overstated as well. Like I think the success of that defense is so closely tied to that offense and it's good complementary football. So he's seen how that works and he's seen how that's important. But I also think, um, you know, his, his success is not in a vacuum. You know, like, like when you look at the Jets and Robert Saul and how effective – that defense was or when you could Cleveland and how effective that defense was with offenses that were struggling it's it's very defense driven it's very defense centric here they have the benefit of kind of the the positive game flow which I think it shows up quite a bit in their film and and that's good that's good football so I don't want to detract that from them but it's also something that kind of just put some context on what's happening there in Baltimore in terms of the effectiveness of the defense for sure